Okay, welcome everyone to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but beerly. I'm Zachary Smith. These are my co-hosts, Trevor Scott and Carrie Dempsey. Um, and today we're going to go over our way too early predictions for the 2021-2022 NFL season. Uh, before we get started, because this is a podcast about beer as well as football, what are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, I'll kick it off first. I'm Trevor. I'm drinking Blue Paw. It is a blueberry ale by Sea Dog, the Sea Dog Brewing Company. Nice. Awesome. What are you drinking, Carrie? I'm Carrie, and I'm just drinking a Miller Lite tonight because I'm pretty much a basic, basic <laughs> little girl right here. <laughs> All right, so I'm actually trying a new beer I've never tried before. Um, I'm having the Dosakis Amber. I didn't even know they made it, but. Uh, when I went looking for a beer tonight, uh, I found out that Doskis has an amber, so that was interesting. Okay, so uh, we're going to open it up right away. Um, we're going to go into who we predict will be the best team in the 2021 season. Um, Carrie, you can go ahead and start if you'd like. All right, my pick is going to be a little bit of a prize. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts with the best record. Ooh. I have them about, I think about 11 or 12 wins a season. I mean, it's really just whether Wentz comes back or not. I mean, last year they were pretty competitive with Phillip Rivers, and he even cost them a lot of games last year. But if Wentz could come back to his old form, this team could be scary. Their line is one of the best in the NFL. Left tackle is the only problem. But if Eric Fisher can get healthy, then their line's still one of the best in the leagues. But even beside him, there's some good options on that. Quint Nelson's insane. Then you look at the rest of the roster. They have so much depth at running back. Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Hines. And the the front seven in that division is just not good, and they're going to terrorize. Seems like the Titans and the Jags. The only real issue with their offense is skilled players, excluding running backs. T.Y. Hilton's pretty old, but still a decent two or three option. Michael Pittman's got some potential, too. They really don't have that one guy, but hopefully either Pittman or Campbell can develop from that guy. And adding Wentz could give them some rapport in the red zone, guys like Cox and Doyle. But overall, still one of the better offenses. They could, they just need Wentz to click with Reich to work it out. Then you look at their defense. Their defense is also pretty good. Darius Leonard's one of the best, not the best linebackers in the league. They have pretty good depth all around, solid pass rush, solid secondary. There's really not any huge holes on the defensive side. I guess they don't have the go-to pass rusher, but still pretty solid defense. And then they got a great kicker in Blankenship. Really, there's just if Wentz could work out, there's no really big issues with this team, mm-hmm. especially with the AFC South not being that competitive this year. Besides the Titans, mm-hmm. they have a pretty good chance to, even if they don't get the best working league, they should be able to easily win that division and be a pretty competitive force in the AFC this year. Okay. Uh, what, what about you, Trevor? Who you got? Uh, not a big shocker here, but for the best team, I have the Kansas City Chiefs going 15-2. Wow. Losses in Baltimore 
and in, in Tennessee in weeks two and seven. Uh, although their defense isn't going to shut any good offense down, I think they want to remind the league that they still think of themselves as a current dynasty and the team to beat. I think they're still the biggest scoring threat in the league for now until somebody can take them off of that number one spot. And uh, I think the new and improved offensive line will need to stay healthy all year to win 15 games. But Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes will have the team in the best posi- best position to win every week. Yeah, um, I I agree with Trevor. Uh, I have the I actually have the Chiefs having the best record. Um, they did make really really good moves in the off season to help out uh, the holes that they have on defense and offensive line. Obviously, we're expecting them to be really really good on offense again this year. Um, and and just like Trevor said, if their O line can remain healthy, they should see another Super Bowl this season. Um, I actually expect them to win it if their O-line is healthy um, in that Super Bowl. Um, but if you look at their O-line, it's an entirely new line. Five, potentially five starting new O-linemen. You don't know how long that's going to take for them to gel together in that system. They run a pretty unique system there, and green guys like Dooney and Brown, and they're going to take a while to adjust. Yeah, that's why I got their two losses coming kind of early. I think there should could be some gelling issues. And then look at their—they don't have much depth either. Like besides Hill and Kelsey, and even Hardman. For now, there's well, they lost Watkins, and there's not really much. If if Kelsey or somebody goes down, then who else is going to step up? Just a lot of unproven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, and that's that's why I said the health issue and. Obviously, I think that's an issue for every team this year, especially in some of the divisions, and, I, and we're going to talk about that later. Some of the divisions could be entirely shaken up based on injuries to certain players. Um, but if their own line remains healthy, um, and let's be honest, we all saw what happened to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against a really good Tampa Bay defense. He's running for his life. It's hard for him to score. Um, now their, their system is designed basically to get the ball out of his hands very quickly um, with crossing patterns, but um, it, it it wasn't able to work against Tampa Bay. So obviously they're going to have to figure out some play calling uh, way around getting around that O-line. But if, if their O-line can remain healthy, and you mentioned depth, and I absolutely agree, they are a little bit weak on depth, um, they, should, they should still be that premier team to beat this year. They still are the team to beat. Yeah, Andy went a little too gutsy in that Super Bowl and abandoned the runway too early. So, I don't expect that to happen again. Their defense isn't that impressive either. No, it's not. They they should not be playing Ben Neiman and Daniel Sorensen. Like, if their offense wasn't what it was, this team would be nowhere. And you can't completely rely on the offense. I mean, Offense is the best defense. Yeah, but if they're falling behind, I agree. I, I I think, but I do think that they did address some of those concerns in the draft. Now, obviously, not all of those concerns. They're still going to be a very offensive heavy team that'll probably have to put up thirty to win week to week basis. But if anybody's going to do that, it's them. Yeah, exactly. Who do you have them losing to then? 
I have them losing to Baltimore and Tennessee, both away games. They have some other tough games, too. Cleveland. Yeah, Dallas they opened the day. season in Cleveland, and that was a hard game for me to choose, but we're two months out, so. Washington football is just not easy out either. No. They, Especially in Washington. Yeah. Especially early on in the year, week six. Teams might be trying to use the same thing that Tampa Bay did. Well, I'm assuming that's going to be the yeah. way defenses approach it. But and it seems like Washington. Andy's going to solve that. Andy. All right, so so let's go ahead and go into the in the worst team category. Uh, Trevor, who do you got as the worst team this year in the NFL? Uh, the worst team. The league this year have the one and sixteen Houston Texans with their only win versus the New York Giants. Um, in the off chance that Deshaun Watson plays football this season, it's not going to be with the Houston Texans. I think it's a good year to see what they have in their third round pick, the quarterback out of Stanford, Davis Mills, with Tyrod there to bridge the gap if Mills doesn't pan out. But um. With Watt leaving, any pride or heart that was on the defensive side of the ball is gone. Leaves them with one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive unit in the NFL. And candidly, there's nothing really good to talk about with this team this season. What about you, Kerry? I'm going the same way Houston Texans. I have them about 3-14. and 14. If you look at their roster, they, they do have a ton of depth. I'll give them that. But it's just mediocre players from mediocre players. That wide receiver like, core is horrible. Yeah. From Tyrod Taylor to Randall Cobb, the line isn't that good. The defense, there's nothing really threatening about it. I mean, I don't, they have a ton of depth. You look at like, the running backs, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, Rex Burkhead. They have a ton of guys, but they're all just kind of there. No guys that are going to get 500 yards, 600 yards. And running yeah. behind a battle line. Yeah, they don't have the Watson and the Hopkins that they had a couple of years ago, and should be. A or bad even idea. the Fuller. Yeah. So I'm actually I agree with you guys. Uh, I picked Houston. Uh, I just don't see much talent on the team, um, and without a quarterback that's uh, a generational talent like Deshaun Watson is, um, I just can't see them winning many games. No disrespect to Tyrod, but he is a game manager. I didn't think so. He is a game manager. He's a game manager quarterback, and without weapons, uh, without an offensive line, and with a, a very lacking defense in terms of like playmakers, uh, I just don't see them winning many games. I don't have a specific uh, win-loss record, but I, I just don't see them winning many games. Um even in a, in a mediocre division like the AFC South. Anything? They were awful last year with Watson. Yeah. Now they now they have Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. yeah he was putting up MVP numbers, and they were what four and twelve. And yeah. they didn't have a first or second round pick either. Yeah. So I just, I just that puts them in a in a bad spot this year. So, Kerry, who who's your big surprise team of the season? My biggest surprise team, I think, is going to be the New York Giants. Ooh. If, 
Defensively, they're solid. Last year, their defense kept them in it all year long. They hung in the playoff race until the end. Their defense is a lot of depth, and it's pretty good all around. The real question is just with their offense this season. But I think they're going to take it to a new level. they got Saquon coming back. They brought in Kenny, Kenny Galladay, uh, Kyle Rudolph. They have some other good weapons like Shepard and Slayton. And it, but it really just comes down to whether Dan, Danny Jones can take the leap this year. Yeah, I think this is his make-or-break year for him. Yep. Yeah, he, he showed some potential his first year. I think he had 2-1 to one touchdown ratio. Last year, he was just bad. But, I mean, had a lot of fumbles his first year, too. Yeah, but at least this year, he's got Saquon back. He's got some weapons. I think this is the year that maybe he doesn't take the step forward completely, but he still improves enough. Not a Josh Allen-type leap, still. Keep his job. Builds up a left, yeah. And it's really going to come down to their line, too. Giants line has been among the worst in the NFL the last couple of years, but I think they might be able to – they're getting a little younger and could be a little better this year. But I think combined with the defense and the offense taking a good step forward, I could see this Giants team running away with a wild card or maybe even winning a pretty mediocre NFC East. Okay. Trevor? Uh, yeah, my biggest surprise team. I got the uh, the Cleveland Browns finishing with their best record since the NFL turned into the NFL. Back when it was called the American Football Conference back in 1948, Cleveland Browns won 14 games, and it's way too early, but I have the Cleveland Browns going 14-3 and this year. Ooh. I love their offseason. If you liked their defense last year, you'll love it this year. Huge acquisitions on that side of the ball. Uh, bringing in John Johnson and Troy Hill over from the Rams, as well as drafting two talented defensive players in Greg Newsom, a corner, and JOK, a linebacker, with their first two picks in the in this year's draft. If you don't know who JOK is, don't worry, you will. I love what I saw from Baker last year as well. He proved to be their franchise guy, cut down his interceptions from 21 in 2019 to only eight last year while throwing four more touchdowns in 2020 than he did in 2019. Um, they have a fully healthy offense with young and electric guys. They have a sturdy offensive line, and that'll have them sitting on the top of their division for the very first time since the NFL realigned their division. So I think a big year in Cleveland. Okay. Don't forget that offensive line. It was the highest ranked line in the NFL last year, and it's going to be just good this year. They really they, That's the main reason why Baker was so good this year. They really boosted it. They got Conklin. They drafted Willis, and they really improved that line from where he, from where he struggled at a couple of years before, and now that's mm-hmm. probably the team's best area. Mm-hmm. Okay. It helps when you got a guy like Chubb back there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Run for 16, 17, 1800 yards. And hunt. Yeah. yeah. That one two back system. Yeah. What about you, Zach? Uh, so, this is going to kind of seem like a Homer pick. I'm fully aware of this. Um, but I have Jacksonville being my biggest surprise team. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain why. Okay? So, looking through their schedule, they do have what I would consider a relatively easy schedule this season. Um, And I say relatively for a reason. Because they do play some very, very good teams. Um, But I believe that uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think he is the most pro-ready quarterback that we've seen come out of college in a long time. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Urban Meyer, although he his system is more fitted for the college game, uh, I think he'll find a way to, to make uh, Trevor Lawrence become that NFL talent that everyone expects him to be. Um, I have them finishing at around 500, um, pro- probably below 500, um, anywhere. From, I have them finishing either 7-10 and 10 or 8-9, and nine, um, and that's based off of when I look at their scores from last year, um, even though they finished 1-15, uh, um, they did have one possession losses last year, a lot of them. So at Tennessee, they lost by three um, in week I forget what week it was. They lost uh, 30 to 33 at Tennessee. They lost 25 33 at Cincinnati. Houston at Jacksonville 27 to 25. Jacksonville at Green Bay 20 to 24. Cleveland at Jacksonville 27 25. Jacksonville at Minnesota 24 27. So, I mean, they're one touchdown away from a 7 9 record basically um, last year in each of those games. Um, and, and that to me shows that they really are just, they were just one play away last year from having a mediocre season um, and mm-hmm. with a better quarterback coming in to, coming into Jacksonville um, again no disrespect to Gardner Minshew <laughs> uh, with a better quarterback coming into Jacksonville I think that they'll they'll actually perform relatively well this year even in a, a decent division uh, with the Titans and the Colts um, but also with the worst team in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Yeah, and if you look at Minshew's numbers last year, his numbers weren't bad at all. So no, if, if he's you're getting a step up in Lawrence, he's gonna with added wide receiver help, uh, his buddy running back from college, he's he's gonna have a a smooth rookie season, I think. But the problem last year wasn't the offense at all. No, it wasn't. Their defense was pure garbage, and they were getting out blown out every game. The offense was having to come back from behind every single week, and I mean, you look at their offense; they have the same. They should have the same starting O line as last year. They added a couple receivers, and obviously Lawrence is a big upgrade. But it's just whether that defense can take this next step up. Yeah, I agree, and and again, that's that's why I still have them finishing below five hundred. I just think with the with the upgrade to Lawrence. Um, and then uh, added wide receiver help, uh, a new coach, possibly breathed some life into the franchise. Um, the fact that they um, were one touchdown away in six games from finishing seven and nine last year, I think that it's it's not unlikely that they could get right to that uh, around five hundred area. And they they do have some young guys in their defense that. You know, they haven't performed too well, but maybe this is the year that they step up, like C.J. Henderson or even Tavon Bryant's been a big disappointment. Ch- Chase, and they got some talent, just whether they can finally come together. And if that defense come together, this team could be scary. With Yeah, and, and when looking at their schedule, it also it kind of looks, when you're looking at their record last year and the scores of the games, it looks like they were in a lot of close games during the middle of the season, and then at the end of the season is where you got some big blowouts like 41-13, uh, 41-21, or something like that. Um, I was looking at that today, and, and I was just like, well, it kind of looks like they were tanking. It looks like they were tanking for Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. It's when they pulled Minshew. definitely seemed like it. In the, yeah, yeah in, in, the, the, later, in the latter half of the year, yeah. 
Um, so that's why I, I, I think that they could get to around 500. I'm not expecting a winning season or anything, but I'm talking about an upgrade from a 1-15 season to around 500, and I think that's a pretty big pretty big step up. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, on to the biggest letdown. Uh, who do you think the biggest letdown is going to be, Kerry? I'm going to go with two AFC teams, actually. First one is going to be the Tennessee Titans. They just added Julio Jones. They got Derrick Henry. A decent, not great line, but not bad either. Tannehill, who's been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL since leaving Miami. Obviously, A.J. Brown. And a pretty rock-solid offense. They just look at that defense. It is something that's going to get teared apart. And yes, really they're going to be scoring bigger. a lot. And I could easily see them as a playoff team, but I just think that defense is going to let them down because – I mean, while the Chiefs have had problems with their defense, they can still make plays. You just look at this Titans defense. They lost some guys in the offseason, and the talent's just not there. Like, they've made some questionable moves, like getting Farley this year draft, who struggled to stay healthy. Simmons has had issues with health as well. There's just too many questions on this defense for me to think they're going to go that far. My other biggest disappointment is the Steelers. I love their defense. Their defense is great. But this offense is just kind of a mess right now. Big Ben is nearing the end. He he had a good first half, but really just fell off in the second half. His receiving core, they can be good, but Claypool, Juju, they're wildly inconsistent. Deontay Johnson has a ton of drops. And Najee Harris still a rookie. The running backs, James Conner was awful last year. You don't know what you're getting out of running backs. And let's say Roethlisberger goes down. Is Rudolph or Haskin could lead this team? The last thing is, their line is terrible. They lost majority of their line. Pouncey retired. Villanova left. They got this, basically Castro left and a bunch of young guys. They didn't really draft anybody that high. And that line's going to struggle to protect Big Ben, who needs protection at this point in his career. Sure. Yeah, their defense won or kept them in a lot of games last year. Yeah, it's it's a scary defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You mix like the Titans' offense with that defense. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> if only. Yeah. In a perfect world. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevor, who do you got? Um. Biggest disappointment coming this year if you are a Minnesota Vikings fan. I got the Vikes going 6-11. and 11. Uh, I think this was the year for them to have a really big offseason and bring some talent in on the defensive side of the ball as well as their offensive line and look to close that gap with the Packers even a little bit. After a 2020 season that showed potential for the Vikings, uh, especially with the emergence of Justin Jefferson, their salary situation really limited an important offseason for them. The defense brought in an established veteran corner, uh, Patrick Peterson, who is by no means a shutdown corner anymore, but he will help a defensive backfield a little bit that will desperately need it. Uh, a A big thing for me was they didn't bring any any help to Danielle Hunter on the um, on the defensive line for rushing the passer. And when you're in a division with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, that's something that you actually achieve. 
absolutely have to take into account. Um, the offensive line was ranked 29th in pass blocking last year, and now there's a rookie tackle in an extremely weak interior. I got him at 6'11". Okay. That line has struggled for years, and yeah. keep it's held them back. Guys and, but they do have a pretty old defense, and, I mean, there's still guys, free agents out that can help their defense. Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, even a guy like John Simon, that's just a rotational player, but their defense does need help. But mm-hmm. really it's just going to be whether – Rodgers is there or not because they're going to be the I think the Vikings will be near the top or the favorites if Rodgers is out so my my biggest letdown is actually it's neither of the ones you picked so I actually picked uh, I picked Miami to be the biggest letdown this year Um, I just I watching Tua play last year I'm not convinced that he's ready to lead an NFL offense um you know, if you look at their points per game last year, it's pretty bad. Um, you know, they're winning games narrowly, um, not scoring really ever more than thirty points. Uh, and I and they're although they have a great defense like they did last year, I just I don't see it happening for them. Um, and I think that that's going to be their downfall is the fact that they're not they're not a very good scoring team with two at the helm. Um, I have them. Uh, Losing the division um, and uh, and missing the playoffs this year. I think I have him third in the division. I hope Tua can take that jump though. He just I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to take that jump, but I just I, I like, watched watching him last season. It just did not look like he was ready. He's yeah. got a chance though. I mean, they added Waddle and Fuller, so he's got a couple weapons. I mean, the yeah. Lions the Lions still one of the worst in the league, and they didn't really do anything to improve it, but. Just whether he can take the step. I mean, because Fitz looked great last year. Yeah, he did. The question is, can Brissett, if Tua struggles again, will Jacoby Brissett overtake in this QB one of Miami? If uh, he does, then Tua's out. Yeah, I with I think Miami is committed to Tua. So even if he struggles early on in the season, I think they'll they'll have him play the rest of the year. I think they're committed to him this year. But Florence, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He's taking him out for a game. But I mean, at the same time, this is this is the most talented their team has been besides yeah, I know. You know, surrounding I, quarterback. Yeah, I know, and but, but I just I don't know about that that quarterback situation. I don't know if two is ready. I mean, it'd be cool if he is, but watching him last season, I just didn't see that. I didn't see that. Like, what were you saying, Kerry? I mean, if if they had Fitzpatrick this year, they'd be playoff contenders. Last year they would have made the playoffs if they started them all year. I think they're just more about developing Tua right now. Yeah. yeah. Fitz That's their best shot. Here. He's their best shot at going deep in the playoffs if he can reach his potential. Yeah. Alrighty. So that is the, I guess you could call it the superlative section <laughs> um, of the podcast. We're going to jump right into what we have going on in the divisions. Um, we're going to go ahead and start with Kerry in the NFC South. All right, in the NFC South, I'm picking the Bucks to win the division. I think that's a pretty obvious choice around. I'm, I think they're going to disappoint a little bit, but I still see them in about the 10-12 win range. They brought everyone back from last year, but the only thing you could really – 
bring on them is they do have a pretty old roster, Brady, obviously. It's just whether this is the year the guys like Brady Brown, guys like that, finally get a little bit of age, and especially with a 17-game season, maybe we'll catch up to them at the end. But I still think they'll take the division. I have the Saints in it, too. I think they'll be around 500, maybe a little more. They lost Breeze, obviously. It's either going to be Winston or Hill, which is probably going to be a downfall for Breeze. Knowing the system there, Peyton will make them competitive. But, again, they don't have much depth. They have a lot of talent around the roster. But, like, skill players after Thomas, there isn't much. The defense is pretty little depth. They have barely any cap room, so they couldn't really do much this offseason. But still should be competitive with Peyton's team, which is usually pretty good every year. I have Carolina third. They add a lot of pieces in the offseason. There's still a lot of questions with them. Their O-line is not very good. Who knows what's going to happen with Darnold? Can he take the leap this year? He's going to look more the same last year. Defense is young, but still got some talent, like what they did. So I think they'll maybe get about 500 at tops, but could lower just depending on Darnold and how he does. I have Atlanta fit fourth in division. Their defense is just not good. They didn't have much cap, couldn't really – add anyone. They had to get rid of Julio, starting center Alex Mack, a couple of defense pieces to clear up cap to sign their rookies. Obviously an offense with Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts is going to be competitive. The line's still decent. The running back core is a little iffy, but the offense should keep them in gains, but it's how it's been the last couple of years of defense is going to struggle. So I have Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Okay. Trevor? I got the same order. I got um now. I got the Bucks winning fourteen games, going fourteen and three. That obviously might change a little closer to the season, but I mean they looked like world beaters in this so defense was on point, offense was on point, Brady looked like he was in his prime. Arians was having the time of his life. I mean I could see them winning up there in that 12, 13, 14 range of games. Uh, next, I have the Saints, um, an extremely talented team on both sides of the ball. The defense is a little top-heavy with stars, but they, they make up for it. Um, it's just all about that quarterback situation, but I think either one could get that talented of a team to about nine wins and second in the division. Carolina is an offense that I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this year. Um, I always rooted for Sam Darnold when he was in New York, wanted him to succeed, but nothing really ever came out of it. I like that he's getting a second chance here with guys like McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and just an offense with some exciting pieces. And Atlanta losing Julio, he was really their only chance of winning more than six, seven, eight games. So I'm excited to watch Kyle Pitts, though. I like him a lot. Back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm right with you guys. I got Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. I think that Tampa wins in a division that is going to really, really show just how good uh, Drew Brees was. Um, I think that the defense will actually get them um, the division rather than their offense. Um, I think that you'll actually – I think exactly what Kerry was talking about with the age, I think you will see uh, both uh, Brown and Brady um, – 
show a little bit of a little bit of gray hair um, this season, um, and uh, and I mean it's very clear that Tom is not. This isn't going to be his last year, but he's nearing the end of his career. Um, I think New Orleans is going to come in second just because of the talent that they have on their team and the rest of the division just not being all that spectacular. Um, like Trevor said, I think that either quarterback, um, whether it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, I think either of them could win them 9-10 games. Uh, I think that one has a realistically a better chance of, of getting them to the playoffs, but we'll see as the as we get closer to the season who they choose. Um, I have Carolina coming in third. Uh, I think that they'll... I think, obviously, that they'll miss the playoffs. Um, I just, I'm not, I think, again, like everyone's talking about, I hope Darnold takes that step, but he didn't look great in New York, but that could be a result of him just not having a bunch of talent around him. Um, yeah, who does? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I have them missing the playoffs. I just, um, it's such a, it's a team that is kind of in, a, a middle ground state where they're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs, but not bad enough to get a high draft pick. Um, and then I actually, I have Atlanta finishing last in division, just like everybody else. I think that this is actually going to be Matt Ryan's last year as a starting quarterback um, for the Falcons, even though he has two years left on his contract. Um, and I, I think that you're going to see him play his last start. And uh, for a franchise that has sunk far too much time and money, um, into a quarterback that could never go from good to great because um, he really never has taken that step. He's been good for a while. It just hasn't been great enough to to get them um, that Super Bowl or, or even consistently making the playoffs. Um, I mean, we saw them get to the Super Bowl a few years ago against Tom, obviously, 28-3 and <laughs> was the the meme coming out of there, but... Um, if you look at the second half of that game, he just couldn't be great. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that's that's what I have going on in the NFC South. What, uh, what do you have going on in the uh, NFC North, Kerry? NFC North, I mean, it's really up to one guy. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say he plays, and I'm going to say they win the division. I mean, they're less talented than last year. The secondary besides Alexander isn't that good. The defense is good not great the line they lost Lindsley placing with Josh Myers from Ohio State but they keep losing pieces and replacing them in the house they I mean why this is why Rogers isn't happy they don't get him anything out any help really he's got Adams and Tanyan and Jones but I mean when you see teams like the Titans get getting Julio Jones to help Tannehill you see Brady and all his weapons it's Rogers ain't getting that much help but I, I still think he plays, and I still think they take the division. I have the Vikings in the two slot. They'll be about 500, maybe better. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, the offense, even if line struggles, they're always going to keep them competitive with their play-action calling. The defense is a real big question, and I think it'll be better, but I don't think it'll be good enough to get them over the hump. Without Rodgers, I think the Vikings take the division. With Rodgers, I have them second. I have the Bears and the Lions pretty much around the same. I think Lions got off this slow start. 
Fields takes over maybe halfway through the season, and he he struggles for a bit. But I think Fields finishes the season strong, leads him a couple wins, and energizes the Bears franchise. They made a lot of questionable moves in the offseason, like franchising Robinson. He got rid of Kyle Fuller. The line's still questionable. The defense isn't what it was. And even if with this new exciting quarterback, I don't think this team's good enough to compete yet. Lastly, yeah, and with the with the Lions, they're um the new look Lions. They're going to be entering yeah. the season with a six six ranked strength of schedule. So mm-hmm. going to yeah, be a rough one for them. The Lions, they have new coach, kind of a new look. Jared Goff, I think he's better than what people think. I don't think he's going to save their team, but they got Hawkinson. They got a really underrated line, which is one of the best in the league. They got Sewell to add to it. I think their lines can be top-notch. Their defensive line is pretty good, too. Defense as a whole, just kind of meh. But their lack of receivers is kind of just bad. Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perriman is probably the worst receiving core in the NFL. So I think they'll end up around last in the division. Okay. Trevor? Um, I'm basing my assumption for Green Bay off of Aaron Rodgers staying. I got them winning the division, obviously, going 12-5. and five. Uh, I got Minnesota in second place, leading three teams that uh, don't get over 500. Um, Minnesota at 6-11 and 11 with a disappointing season. Chicago at 4-13. and 13. Um, I like the defense. I like fields, but I just not this year. Next year, I can see him taking that next step but this year kind of they need to gel find their game plan and go for it next year with fields and detroit like i said like a, a whole new look not a lot of substance there sixth hardest strength of schedule in the league four and 13 not a lot of substance dude they're gonna bite your kneecaps off <laughs> yeah uh i'm i'm pretty much right with you guys uh if aaron plays uh, for Green Bay, I have them pretty easily winning the division. Um, if he does not, I could see the Vikings taking it. Um, but uh, just simply by then, I just I'm not sure about Chicago. Again, the quarterback situation there is like making me worried to even pick them going around 500. I uh, have them missing the playoffs, um, and I just Detroit with their schedule this year and and the team that they have. Um, I agree with Kerry. I think that Jergoff could be better than people give him credit for, but um, it'll all depend on him whether they win a few games or not. And I think if he plays well, they could finish around 500. Um, If not, uh, it could be a really, really long year for Detroit fans, which they're pretty much used to by now. So, (laughs) All right, going into the NFC East. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. Uh, so I got I got Washington in first with uh, beating Dallas by one game. And then I got the Giants third, Philly fourth. I like what Washington is doing this year a lot. That defense is solid. They're legit. They single-handedly, with a little help of Taylor Heineke, almost beat the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're... They got a point to prove this year um, that they can win the division. Uh, Dallas, I, I like the offense a lot. I like Dak a lot. Just got his extension. I think he'll play tremendous this year. But 
it's Dallas. I know they're 17, <laughs> game, 17 games this year, but so they can't go 8-8, eight and eight, but I got them going 9-8. Uh, the Giants, a <laughs> little disappointing of a season. Sorry, Kerry. But uh, I got them going 6-11. and 11. I, don't, I don't think Danny takes that next jump, even though I'd like to see him do it with all that you know, that new talent around him and that defense. But uh, And then Philly, um, not a very hard strength to schedule there, but not a lot when you're just looking at that team. And I think they eventually fall into that tank mode and go somewhere around 3-14. and 14. Okay. Hey, Kerry. All right, so I'm going to start from the bottom because it's easiest from there. <laughs> That's all where right. they all are. <laughs> I have Philly a fourth. I only see them winning a couple games this year. Jalen Hurts was – he looked good at some points, but he also looked – pretty inaccurate at other points. Who knows what he's going to do this year. They got him Devonta Smith. He still has Goddard and maybe Ertz if he's still there or not. And then first round pick from last year, Jalen Rigor. The line's not as good as he used to be. The defense isn't. I, I think it's going to be a mess in Philly. I, I think they don't want Ertz and they're just going to tank for top QB next year. Hmm. I would have put Dallas at third. Their defense is just garbage every year. They haven't done enough to improve it. It doesn't matter if Dak's run for 400, 500 yards a game. Their defense still couldn't stop anyone last year, even before he was injured. The offense is talented, yes. they got a lot of good receivers. The Lions got some question marks. It's not the same dominant it used to be, and I think you saw that with Zeke struggling last year. I think they'll be competitive, better than last year, but I still see them around the 8-10 win range. I can put the Giants a second. Mentioned earlier, they're my surprise team. I like their defense. I think Danny Dimes will do enough to take the lead, and will keep them hovering around second. I, I think they're in contention to win that division. It should be pretty close. And I'm putting the Washington football team at first. I love their defense. Their front seven is great. We saw that in the Bucks game, as you mentioned earlier. And their offense has really improved. Their line is pretty solid. Brandon Sheriff is one of the best linemen in the league. And then... They've done a lot to their skill players. I think Logan Thomas is going to have another good year as their tight end. And then Scary Terry, wide receiver one, he's really underrated, one of the best in the league. And then they added Curtis Samuel. He can be a great piece to their offense. Adam Humphreys, solid slot guy. And Brian Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, I think he's going to give a spark to that offense. I mean, last year they were competitive with Alex Smith out there on like half a knee <laughs> with Fitzmagic on hot nights. Even if Heineke wins or even Kyle Allen, who looked decent last year. Whoever the quarterback is, there's enough talent on this team to win the division. Yeah, um, I, agree. yeah I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Um, so, like both of you, I have uh, Washington winning the division. I have them barely beating the Cowboys, um, who lose another division title because they can't play defense. Um, I mean, watching them play defense is like watching um, – guys play flag football it's a bit ridiculous um, oh. <laughs> um then i have the eagles uh in the giants i i don't know which is gonna finish lower um but uh i just i don't think i think i don't think they have enough to compete with washington and dallas now dallas obviously depends on how Dak looks coming back from injury um if he looks like he did pre-injury, I think that they pretty easily finish second. If he looks like um, someone that just had their entire leg destroyed, then um, 
could be a little bit of a different story and Giants sneak into that two spot. But um, Wait, I one, just one second on Dallas. Yeah, if Dak if Dak goes down, their starting quarterback is Garrett Gilbert, who played for the AAF. <laughs> I remember they, that. <laughs> they they have no depth. If he goes down, they're they're done already. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Is um, Kellen Moore still coaching there? Yeah, I think he's still there. OC. Yeah. yeah. Maybe but, uh, you could put some shoulder pads on. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Couldn't get worse, right? Yeah, it could be Ben DiNucci again. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I think the Giants and Eagles have too many holes to fill to be big contenders in this division. But I mean, let's be honest, it's the NFC East, so anything can happen. NFC uh, Lees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything could happen. Every team could finish under 500 within two games of each other, and and then all this goes up in smoke. So, uh, <laughs> moving right along to the NFC West, uh, go ahead and take it away, Kerry. All right, I think me and Zach are going to disagree on this one. Okay. I have the 49ers winning division. You look at this roster, it's really talented. The defense is pretty strong. Bosa leads the, that front seven, which is pretty scary. Their line is also one of the best in the league this year. They brought in Alex Mack from Atlanta. And the skill players, they got talent everywhere. Mostart, Wilson running backs. Samuel and Ayuk are a great set of receivers. Kittle's probably number two tight end in the league. Even Kyle Juska is probably the best fullback in the league. And Jimmy G, if he's healthy, he's confident. They just need a confident game manager with his system. Even if Lance takes over, I think this team, bearing injuries, which they question mark, because that was their downfall last year, this team should win the division, but it's still going to be close. I'm going to put the Rams at two. Their defense, LeBaire and Donald, is solid. They've struggled with caps. They really haven't added too much to it, but it's still pretty good. Their line has a lot of questions. Andrew Whitworth is a solid left tackle, but he's also 39 years old. Besides him, not much. They get a lot of skills good skill players though Cooper Cup Robert Woods Dan Jefferson etc and I think Stafford will easily improve on Goff but I still think they'll make the playoffs but maybe not win the NFC West and then it's just really a toss up for them Arizona they started off really good last year and fell apart they added a lot of aging guys like AJ Green and JJ Watt and I think Kingsbury gets canned after this year I think Murray is another decent year, but still doesn't take that step forward. And then I think they miss the playoffs again, and Kingsbury goes out. The defense is good. It has some good players, Chandler Jones, but I think they're just going to be mediocre in a tough division. Last, I would put Seattle. It seems every year Russ and the Seahawks get off the hot start, but then they fall apart by the end of the year. The defense is always underwhelming. The line, though it's been better in recent years, the guys like Dwayne Brown, they had a Gabe Jackson from the Raiders. It's still always a question mark. And they really don't have another threat after DK and mm-hmm. uh, Lockett. Yeah. They think, I mean, with any Rust, Rust team is going to be competitive. So this division's really up for grabs for competitive teams. I could see each of them making a case for them winning it. Yeah. Right, go ahead, Trevor. I love this division. I love the defenses in this division. Um, I might like the defense in Arizona. Uh, they got J.J. Watt, see if he can bring anything to the to the table. But um, I got the, the Niners winning, winning the division, winning 13 games, actually. 
they seem healthy. They seem like a good unit. Um, and like Kerry said, it's going to depend on if Jimmy G can be confident and win them games. He doesn't have to win them games by himself, but do what it takes. Sometimes it seems like he cares more about being sexy for the, the post-game interview than he does throwing for 250 yards. And when he was doing that, that's when they were winning games. So I think he'll be a good team this year. I think they'll be the team to beat along with the Bucks in the NFC. And um, But if they don't have a very deep and convincing playoff run this year, I do think we could see Trey Lance next year, which is pretty exciting. I have the Rams in second place at 12-5. and five. I love the acquisition of Stafford. I think he brings that whatever that intangible is that Goff obviously didn't have that uh that readiness that big game kind of attitude but um I love the defense there they lost a couple pieces um but I think they'll be just as solid led by Donald Ramsey out there third I got the Seahawks at 11 and 6 um I think their their time for really fighting for winning the division is over but I do still think they can be a competitive team that you're going to have to try hard to beat every week, and uh, especially led by Russ. Uh, last, I got the the Panthers. Not wow. <laughs> last, I have the Cardinals. Uh, I hate to say it because I love Tyler, but um, uh. yeah, nothing, nothing too convincing there. I like the acquisition of AJ Green. I want to see how that works out. Hopefully, his production and attitude can come up a little bit this year. It seems like he was not giving it his all last year, but he obviously didn't want to be in Cincinnati. So, I mean, it's a fun division. I can't wait to watch those games. Here's a question for you, Trevor. Yeah. We already, we already heard comments from Russell Wilson about being displeased there, but they've mm-hmm. kind of gone away recently. If they struggle again this year and they don't make the playoffs, do you think he officially asks for a trade next year? Uh, I can see it. I think it also depends on how they finish the year. Um, they end the season with a not too hard of a schedule. Weeks 14 and on is Houston, Rams, which is hard, Bears, Lions, and Cardinals. I mean, if they win four out of their last five and miss the playoffs, you know, maybe he stays. Maybe that gives them a little hope for next year. But if that is the case, that means that they're right around or right under 500 leading up to week 14. And if that's the case by the trade deadline, you know, might lead into a story. But I hope Russ stays there. Yeah, so uh, I also love this division. Uh, I think it's going to be the best division in in football. And I think it's going to be an absolute absolute crap show. (laughs) I think you got four pretty legitimately good teams who could all make the playoffs. Um, which is actually why I don't have any of them having like a like a spotless record, just given the difficulty of the division. Um, I don't know why Kerry thinks we disagree too much on this. I I have the Rams winning the division, but I heard, I heard less than favorable points of the Niners. <laughs> I, I my biggest doubt is Jimmy G um, with the Niners. If he can come out and and perform. Then I think he'll be. I think they'll be really, really good. Um, two years. I mean, two years ago he was in the Super Bowl. I, mean, I, I listen. Obviously, I, there's be, obviously there's better QBs, but 
I mean, with that system right there, Nick Mullins won there for a while. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, it all depends because last year when he came out uh, uh, from the offseason, I know he got injured early, but, I mean, he just didn't look very good. Um, and so it depends on which Jimmy G shows up. Do we get the good Jimmy G from a couple years ago or do we get the Jimmy G that we saw at the beginning of the 2020 season? Uh, if we get the Jimmy G at the 2020 season, uh, the Niners are going to struggle just by dint of not having a great quarterback behind center, um, which is why I picked the Rams to win the division. Um, but I mentioned in my notes that it, it could be a toss-up between um, the Rams. I think the Cardinals have a legit shot, and I also think the Niners have a legit shot. And I think it also could be entirely dependent on if a major injury occurs. Because I mean, every year this happens where we get a we get a, a couple really really good teams, and then someone goes down, and then all of a sudden everything gets thrown to the wolves, um, and it could be any of them. I have Seattle coming in last in the division. Um, I I think that I think that the the division's really really good this year. Um, I think the Niners, the Cardinals, and the Rams are just all around better teams. Um, I think that with DK and even even with DK and Lockett, I don't think that they're going to be as explosive as expected. Um, just given with, with Russ, one of, one of the benefits of having Russ is that he's a very, very good scrambler. He can throw outside the pocket better than almost anyone in the league, um, and he's getting not old, but he is aging. Um, and I think that you'll start to see. I don't. I'm not expecting him to lose like a full step this year, but maybe half a step. Um, and that that's the that's the difference. Honestly, if you watch their games, that's the difference between um, only having one sack a game and the difference between having four sacks a game. Um, now, that being said, I think that Russ is still a great quarterback. I think that they'll still finish around 500 because I think that they're a great team. But uh, I just I think the, the division is too good, and uh, I, I, I like the Niners, Cardinals, and Rams more. Do you guys think people are overvaluing Stafford? Yes, he's been good, but, I mean, the Lions are a poverty franchise, but he never won with them. Can he actually win in L.A.? Well, I, I think, think so. yeah, I think so. I, I you got to look at the the situation he's coming from, the situation he's going into. Um, I mean, every year that LA would underperform, it was like, okay, what's happening? Okay, our quarterback is not very good. Um, every year you look at the Lions performing, I can't even say underperforming because they're expected to be bad. Um, it it was never it, never really discussion on the quarterback being bad. It was all these other issues. Um, whether it was a lack of a running game, which I don't think L.A. will have a lack of running game. There's a lack of a defense. Um, I think that L.A.'s defense is pretty decent. Um, and so I, I think that Stafford coming into a situation where he's got a lot of offensive weapons, a good defense behind him, I think that maybe people are a little overvaluing him because I don't think Jared Goff is like the worst quarterback in the world. But I think... Um, I think that he'll still improve that team significantly enough to get them on top of the division. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah. With Stafford, I mean, if you, you look at his, his stats over the years, when he first came into the league, he was forcing some balls, throwing some high number of interceptions. But since 2014, he's thrown 12, 13, 10, 10, 11, 5 when he was injured, and then last year, 10 interceptions. If he can do that in L.A., they're going to win 12, 13, 14 games. They have a defense. They have a line. They got good skill players and... It's just everything's a step out, a step up for from the Lions, and I think he just has to do the same things he was doing in Detroit. He doesn't have to try and be Superman. So remember how the one year golf was on twenty eighteen. Yeah, they were good. They played the Chiefs the Monday Night Football, and it was like he scored like fifty game. points. Yeah, yeah, that the Super Bowl year when golf was on target, that team was hard to beat. He threw for Stafford, Stafford can meet that then. Yeah, he threw for almost forty seven hundred yards that year. Cause they thought he people thought Mahomes and Goff was gonna be the matchup for years to come. And it seemed like Mahomes stayed where he was at, being amazing, and Goff took a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, now going into the AFC. Going into the South. Go ahead, Trevor. AFC South, uh, Tennessee with that trade with Julio, another sort of Chiefs situation. There might be a little gelling issues, but best defense is a good offense. Julio, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown learning under Julio with a great game manager and Ryan Tannehill, a good, not great offensive line. I mean, with their strength of schedule, not too hard with their division. There's not a lot of fiery offenses in Indianapolis, Jacksonville, or Houston, so defense isn't going to be put up to the test too crazy. I have them winning 12 games and winning the division. Indianapolis, I like that team a lot. I don't think Wentz is going to be an MVP for him, but I think he's going to be in good enough for him. I think they can snag a wild card and win 11 games. I love their defense over there. I like their line. love their running back core. Um... A lot on if T.Y. Hilton can stay healthy as well. He's had some health issues in the past, and wide receiver core past T.Y. Hilton is young and unproven. But as long as they can stay relatively healthy and Wentz can be good and not outplay himself, I think they can get to around 11 wins. Next, I have Jacksonville coming in at 5-12. and 12. I wanted to give them more wins. I like the team they put together this year, but... Going from one to five is a good step for a first-year coach, first-year quarterback, first-year system. I think we'll be okay. And then Houston, we already talked about earlier, was my dis- or my worst record. One in 16, there's nothing there. All right, Gary? All right, as I said earlier, I have the Colts winning division. They were 11-5 and five last year. That was with Phillip Rivers, who cost me several games. Even if Wentz can be somewhat better than Phillip Rivers, this team's going to be just as good this year. I have them winning division. Titans, I have them around second. I think they're going to be very competitive. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think the defense is going to come to haunt them in the end. And their big issue, if Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's never had a problem with injuries in Tennessee, and in Miami, he, he got hurt a lot. And their backup quarterback, quarterback right now is Deshaun Kaiser. 
<laughs> Who cares if you Julio Jones if Deshaun Kaiser's your quarterback? <laughs> One injury and that team's done. I'm going to put the Jags around three. I think they'll improve this season, obviously with Lawrence, new head coach. Who knows about Tim Tebow? They got <laughs> some good guys like Marvin Jones, ETN to the offense too. The defense is young, and I think it will should improve from last year. And I think this team will be good for about six or seven wins. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they, like Zach said, they'll prove people wrong. And then yeah, I saw um, Chenault was on some guy's list, uh, his number one like receiver to watch out for this year, like that you could get late rounds in a fantasy draft or something. Well, I think it's them. They have a ton of receivers. Like, yeah. yeah. They got Chark, Marvin Jones Jr., Chanel. They have Philip Dorsett. I mean, they the one thing, they really don't have any tight ends, though. I mean, that's why they brought in Tannehill, because Chris Manhurts and James O'Shaughnessy. You not here, no? Yeah, yeah, Tebow. <laughs> Blueberry is kicking. And then last, Houston Texans. I think they're just going to be a mess. doesn't matter what quarterback they throw out there. Even if it's Watson, this team's not going to win more than five or six games. And Davis Mills, who was terrible in college, but just there because of his potential, he needs, he needs a team. He needs at least a year, and he needs a team built around him to win. And if he gets thrown out there this year, they're just going to be awful. Zach? Yeah, so I, I'm with Trevor. I have the I have the Titans winning the division. Um, I think that uh, a really run-heavy offense um, is going to be helped out with a threat on the outside like Julio Jones um, being able to open up some, some gaps for him by spreading that defense out a little bit. Um, and depending on... Humble. Huh? That will keep the defense humble. Yeah, every snap. exactly. Because you saw in Sun games where they go run heavy, the defense would just crowd the line and hit uh, hit Derrick Henry eight times before he could get to the line of scrimmage. Um, depending on how Carson Wentz plays, uh, I have the Colts finishing second, um, just above five hundred. Um, uh, probably probably around ten or eleven wins, um, and then uh, the Jags finishing just below five hundred, like I like I said earlier. Um, and uh, the only note I put in here for Houston is that they'll be bad. So nice. Uh, <laughs> I think we all covered Houston earlier, right? Yeah, we is all covered Houston. I, there's not much more yeah. I could say about it. It's a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson will not play this year, probably in Houston, or most likely not probably. Most likely will not play for Houston this year, and even with him. Um, they just don't have a whole lot there. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go right past Houston into the AFC North. Um, go ahead, Kerry. All right, we already mentioned this team earlier, Cleveland Browns, the rock solid on paper. Best, PFF ranked them the best line in football for 2021. They had the best line last year, too. They got OBJ back. Who knows what happened with him, but they still got a ton of talent in offense. Baker has proved that... He's going to do well. I have Baltimore in second. Lamar can be up and down. He's shown he can dominate in the regular season when he's ahead, but struggling behind. They added some pieces to the line, and they got him some help in receivers. I think Lamar will prove a couple of people wrong with his throwing this year. And A couple of people like you? 
The defense is a bit of an issue, though. They lost some guys, Nagake, Matthew Judon. There's not really a pass rush in the really guy, but there's a couple of free agents out there they can add. I think Justin Houston would be a good fit for them. But I still think they'll be very competitive and should be in the playoff race. I'm going to put the Steelers at last. Again, I love their defense, but their offense, the lines, too many question marks. Big Ben is aging, I've, and I have them around third. I have Cincinnati last. I think Joe Burrow looked great last year before the injury. I think he's going to take another step forward. He's got great set of wide receivers. Joe Mixon, when healthy, is a stalled running back. The defense is improving, but still has issues. But it's really just that line. Last year, couldn't protect Burrow at all. Rod and Riley Reef and Jonah Williams should be healthy, but they didn't really add to the interior. And just really to come down to that line play, can they protect Joe Burrow and keep him healthy? Okay. Go ahead, Trevor. All right. Well, um, as I said earlier with my surprise, I got the Cleveland Browns going 14-3. and I love that team this year. Um, um, second, I have Baltimore. I like Lamar. I think he can take another step up. I like that they got him a little wide receiver help. Would have liked to hear their name in the Julio sweepstakes a little more, but that's over with. I got them going 12-5. and five. Pittsburgh, I got them right in their defense because I really don't expect a lot out of that offense. Ben's arm last year looks pretty washed. Their line, completely different than it was last year. A bunch of unproven guys. Wide receiver room is very full of potential, but can be very inconsistent. And then with Cincinnati, uh, a defense or a, a, a division with teams that are all have great defenses. The worst two things you can have is a bad defense and a bad line, and Cincinnati has them both. So I got them winning five games. I like Burrow a lot. I like his weapons around him, but the defense is not there yet. They are getting better. I like Jesse Bates back there. But, um, but yeah, I got them at 5-12. and 12. Okay. Well, I also have the Browns winning the division. I, and uh, I think they're actually going to win it pretty handily this year. Um, I think you'll see the fall of Pittsburgh. And I think this will be Ben's last year as a starting quarterback. Um, I have the Ravens finishing second. I think they'll play okay. Um, I don't believe – I'm not a believer, Trevor. So forgive me. I'm not a believer in Lamar's arm um, and him being able to lead the team with his arm. Um, and I think they'll underperform once again. Um, I think the Bengals can finish third in the division above Pittsburgh. Um, it, but it entirely depends on on if they can protect Burrow. Because, uh, I mean, I know you guys watch the games and, and those out there who did watch the games, he can't continue to run for his life for his entire career and hope to be successful. That team needs to protect a guy that could be a – a superstar um, with an O-line, and um, it'll all depend on how the new signings pan out, but uh, I it it's such a toss-up between Pittsburgh and, and, and Cincinnati for the last last place in that division. Um, so I, I, I just put it as about even. Okay. So now we're going in to the AFC East. Who you got, Trevor? I got Buffalo in first place. I got them winning 12 games. I like what they're they're putting together over there. They got a real solid team, consistent team. 
They play their brand of football every single week. Got a crazy fan base. I love Stephon Diggs. Uh, I got them winning 12 games this year. I think they'll be a team that can go really deep in the playoffs and maybe make the Super Bowl. Uh, next, I actually got New England. I like their team that's come back this year, either from injury or opting out last year. I like the pieces that they put around, whether it's Cam, Mac Jones, bringing in Donu from Tennessee, bringing in Kendrick Bourne from the Patriots and all their other, or from the Niners and all the other signings they've had, just made it a lot better team. And I'm curious to what what Bill will do with that talent this year. Third, I have the Dolphins. Um, I was trying to give them wins, but I was only able to give them seven. I do think it'll be a little disappointing year for Dolphins fans this year because I know how good that defense plays and how much talent's on that side of the ball, but I don't know about Tua yet. We'll just have to see. I think they could be in that range where they could win 11, 12 games, but I don't think they'll be consistent enough for us to find out. Last, the Jets. Defense got a little bit better. Zach Wilson's a pretty face, but 2-15. What about you, Kerry? All right, like Trevor, I'm going to go with the Bills taking the division. Josh Allen has really turned to one of the best QBs in the NFL. The line's solid. Once he got digs, he took off. That offense is going to be good for years to come. The defense isn't great by any means, but it's good enough to get the job done and keep pace with KC. I'm putting the Patriots a second. I think the Patriots get a really bounce back from last season. They pretty they had a top ten defense last year. It wasn't their defensive awesome games. You got Hightower back from opting out last year. They brought in Judon. They've got a lot of pieces on their D line. That defense is gonna be real good. Then they also had a top ten O line last year. They did lose Thune, but they brought back Trent Brown. And that between the defense and O line that's a playoff team right there. They, then they added the Don, two tight ends in Henry and Smith. That's going to be a good core for the next couple of years. They got a good running back group with Michelle, Harris, and White. It really comes down to two things with this team, the receivers and the quarterback. They got a lot of good, not-so-great receivers. Can Nikhil Harry finally get rid of his bus label? They just need one guy to step up, whether it's Bourne, Aglo, or Harry. And the quarterback play. Cam played well last year until he got COVID. After COVID, he was just terrible the whole year. Couldn't hit double-digit touchdown passes. If it's the same care Cam again, this team's not going to go far. Whether it's Mac Jones or Cam, they just need a decent game manager out there. Decent game manager, this team could go far, let on that defense. I'm putting the Dolphins in third. I think they're going to rely on their defense once again this year. Dolphins don't seem to trust Tua that much beyond a game manager type role unless he takes that step forward which he could with adding guys like Waddle and Fuller and still got good pieces like Parker and Gusecki also that this Dolphins team just not going to be able to compete with the Bills and especially if the Patriots are able to turn around they're going to be beyond them as well I have the Jets last I think the Jets going to be look a lot better than last year they got a really underrated D-line the defense isn't bad they got two solid pieces on the on the offensive line with Becton and the first round pick they got this year. Zach Wilson, who knows? We thought Sam Darnold was going to be good. At least they're putting him in a better situation. But I don't think he's going to blow anyone away this year. They did get him some good pieces. I like Corey Davis there, Keenan Cole, but I think Jets going to end up last as well. 
Zach? Yeah, I'm right. I'm right with you guys. I got the Bills winning the division. Um, I, I called it three years ago. Josh Allen was going to be a an elite level talent. No one believed me, but uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I have the Bills winning the division. They got a great team this year, and and Josh Allen's just a player. Uh, I, I love the way he plays football. I love the way he plays quarterback. Um, got Pats finishing second. Um, I think that, just like Kerry said I, and Trevor said, they'll bounce back um, from uh, what was a pretty disappointing year last year for them. Um, I feel like a lot of Patriots fans wanted to show that they could win without Brady, um, and, and that wasn't apparently the case. Um, we'll see what kind of cam shows up, just like Kerry was saying. Could be good cam, could be bad cam, but all they really need is mediocre cam to be able to beat out Miami in the three spot. Um, just like I said, I think it's going to be a really disappointing year for Miami fans. Um, I think a lot of Miami fans are hoping to build off of a 10-win season from last year, but I have them finishing below 500. Um, just not not super confident in that offense with uh, Tua at the helm. Um, and then I have the Jets in last. Not I'm not a huge fan of Zach Wilson. Um, I think that uh, I think that they'll struggle to win games. I think that, like you guys said, he, he's going to be in a better situation than Sam Darnold was in. But uh, I think they're going to really struggle in a division with uh, with the Bills, uh, revamped Pats, and uh, and a defense like Miami's. Um, so let's go ahead and go on to the AFC West. Who you guys got? I'll take this one first. Um, you know, with my my best team in the league, uh, AC. Got him going fifteen and two. Although I do think Pat Mahomes is a fake tough guy. I I also think that there's nothing scarier if you're in the NFL right now than Patrick Mahomes with a chip on his shoulder. And if there's any talk going around about them being exposed and not winning it again, that's something I don't want to see. With an angry chip on his shoulder, Pat Mahomes. I think this team could easily win a game every week if they're healthy and they can gel. I do have them dropping two games, but I think they're going to be on an offensive level this year, spreading the ball around, throwing it through the air. That I don't know if we've seen anything like it. Next, I got the Chargers. Uh, I don't know if they went eight and eight or last year, but I have them going nine and eight this year. Um, defense has a question mark. We'll be getting some guys back from injury, and I do think Herbert will have a little bit of a sophomore slump. After that, uh, great rookie season. But um, third, I got the Raiders going five and twelve. There's just not a lot there. Gruden, I couldn't tell you what his plan is. I don't know if he could tell you what his plan is, but I got him going five and twelve. Denver, really disappointing year. I got him going four and thirteen, and just really riding their defense to four wins. But. I don't like the quarterback situation there. He's an aging Teddy Bridgewater and a really unproven Drew Locke. I'm anxious to see what Locke can do this year, but if it's anything like it was last year, then he'll probably be drafting a quarterback in next year's draft. Go ahead. Gary? All right, so big shocker. I have the Chiefs taking the division. I think they're going to be – dominant again this year. I don't think they'll be as good, but I think they'll still be the team to beat in the AFC. I don't think they're going to win the AFC this year, but I think they'll still end up being a one or two seed. 
Um, in the two seed, I'm going to have the Chargers. Uh, Herbert did a great year last year, really impressed me, and he did it with no O-line whatsoever. And the Packers went out and completely redid their O-line. Corey Lindsley center. He's got some good receivers to throw to, but he could have better options. They didn't really place Hunter Henry. They just got Jared Cook, who's kind of aging at this point. The defense, a lot of good talent, but they struggle to stay healthy, like Bosa, guys like that. But it should be a competitive team. I think they're going to exceed expectations. Brandon Staley is new coach. And I, th- I think Herbert will relapse a little bit, but still have a pretty good year. And I think they end up second, maybe in the playoffs, but somewhere around that. Third, I'm going to put the Broncos. I still like their defense. They got some – their receivers pretty underrated. Cortland Sutton's – he was out last year, but – I think he's potential to be one of the best receivers in the league. Judy's still good. Patrick, another one. Fance still has potential mm-hmm. tight ends. They got some weapons on offense. It's just whether whoever the QB is can take the leap. Obviously, yeah, and if if those receivers were any older, a little a few more years in the league, I could really see Aaron Rodgers all over there. Yeah. I, mean, I just can't see it yet. I mean, because Teddy B, you know what you're going to get like Tyrod Taylor, he'll keep them competitive, but I don't think he's not going to win you anything. Teddy B is pretty much tanking in style. Yeah. (laughs) And then Locke, who knows, one week he looks great, one week he looks awful. It's kind of like Fitzpatrick, but even less consistent. (laughs) And who knows which version will show up this year. I think Broncos have had enough and it'll be done after this year, however. But I still think they edge out the Raiders. I'm putting the Raiders last. John Gruden has no idea what he's doing. I don't know why he's still there. He's like, they just gave him a huge contract, and he hasn't done anything since. They start off decent every year, and he falls apart. He's no 2002 idea. anymore. Yeah. He gets weird draft picks every single year, whether it's Farrell or Alex Leatherwood this year. It's a lot of reaches that never pan out. He always signs free agents. Kwiatkowski just... Random players that never truly pan out. Derek Carr is a good, not great quarterback, but I don't think he's ever going to win there. And the worst thing they did this offseason, they had a great, they great line for years, and they just got rid of it this year. Gabe yeah. Jackson traded. They got rid of Trent Brown. Completely revamped the line. Rodney Hudson to Arizona, too. And without that good line, Carr's going to struggle. So is Josh Jacobs. They got Waller. They got some good pieces, but I just don't think they're going to succeed this year at all. So, like I said earlier, I have the Chiefs as my best team, and uh, so obviously I have them winning the division pretty handily. Um, I think that I've said as much as I need to say about the Chiefs. I think they're a great team. They have arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time behind center. Um, I think that they do have a lot of issues on defense, but um, we'll, we'll see how that how that play plans out. I, I I don't see them struggling to score at all, so I think that they'll be able to keep up and and probably win most games that become shootouts. Um, in second, I got the Chargers. Um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make uh, another prediction about a young quarterback. I think that uh, I think that your boy is gonna gonna take a another big step forward this year. I think he's gonna become the big challenge to uh, Patrick Mahomes in the division. I think the Chargers are going to have a pretty sweet run. 
uh, with Herbert behind center. Um, I think that uh, I, I I think that he could become the next Josh Allen, the next guy that I predict will become a great quarterback. Um, so I, I think that they'll perform very well this year. Um, the bottom of the division is a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Broncos um, coming in third. I, like you guys said, they have a great defense. And uh, I think Teddy is good enough to win them enough games to not finish in the bottom of the division. Um, um, and like you guys said, I, th- I think if they go with Drew Locke, I think they're making a big mistake. I think that if they go with Drew Locke, they'll finish in the bottom of the division. But I expect Teddy to be the starter. Um, the Raiders are just all over the place. Uh, you never know what to expect from them. Like you guys said, they start great, finish horribly, don't really know what they're doing in terms of who they're signing, what their offseason moves are, who they're drafting. Just so many question marks around the franchise. Uh, like Kerry said, good, not great quarterback in Derek Carr. But uh, I don't think he's even going to be close to enough to get them anywhere near a winning season. So um, that will cover every division so far. Um, we are running a little late on time, so we're going to jump right into um, some discussion topics. Do you guys think Tim Tebow will be good or bad for Jacksonville? I'll go first. I think Tim Tebow will be very good for Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he knows his role and has accepted his role with the team. Um, I don't think he's going to be selfish or expect any touches or touchdowns or anything crazy. Although I do think he might get one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's accepted that role. He looks like he's in incredible shape. He looks like a football player. He doesn't look like he's been taking nine years off of football. Uh, He's a great guy to have in the locker room. And this locker room lacks chemistry with a lot of new faces. Um, I think he's gonna go. He's gonna push those around him. You know, if he's blocking, he's gonna be out there blocking with the offensive line. He's gonna be out there blocking with the rest of the tight ends. He's a local kid. He grew up very, very close to the city of Jacksonville, um, and he's obviously on very good terms with a first-year coach in the NFL that won a ring with them in in college. So, I think that's a good connection to have. Coach with a veteran player, and I think they can really really have something there um i think he was way too big for a batter's box and he belongs in a football uniform so i think he's very good for jacksonville okay what about you carrie honestly i think he's not gonna make the opening i think he gets cut before he makes the 53 man roster i'm rooting for him i hope he does and if he does i i hope they use him to taste some hell type role i don't expect anything huge out of him but they're tight end room is just so bad that I think there is an opportunity for him, but I just can't, don't see him making the roster. But I, I think he'll be a useful asset if he does somehow. I I saw some rumors about using him in a QB type role for a few plays, but we'll see. I don't see like that. In camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might take away from Lawrence. But yeah, if I was if I was Urban Meyer, I would tell Tim Tebow, if you sign this contract, you are not allowed to throw a football overhand. <laughs> you have to throw it underhand for the rest of for the next life. Yeah, I with uh, Tebow coming back for baseball. Um, me and Trevor talked about this a little bit this week. Uh, 
his throwing form is going to look even worse than it did before him. It's going to look like a, a windmill, basically. Um, so if they do run him in a quarterback-type situation, I'm expecting probably like a trick play jump pass kind of deal. Um, nothing super special. I think for the most part he will be kind of a, a stand-in player for them. That being said, I do think he'll be good for that locker room. Um, like Trevor was saying, is a bunch of new guys, a bunch of new faces. Um, and as a Jacksonville fan, I'm happy that he's on the team right now. Um, I think he will make the 53-man roster. <sighs> Just given that it's it's apparent that Urban wants him to be on the team. Um, but is it too much of a distraction for a backup tight end? Um, I, don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, uh, uh, we'll see. Because obviously if it ends up being too much of a distraction, then they will cut him. But also you have to think about a number of other uh, factors that would make them want to keep him on that 53-man roster, including jersey sales, um, especially being a local kid. Uh, a lot of people are probably going to be buying Tim Tebow, Jacksonville Jaguars jerseys. I think he's, um, like he's, the he's not a bad distraction. Right you know, what, do you, what can you say bad about the guy? People don't like him. Yeah, but they, there's no reason not to like him. I mean, but and again, James O'Shaughnessy, uh, he's not a bad option. Like, there's not much ahead of him. He could be this team's starting tight end. Yeah, <laughs> I, it just kind of depends on. I, I think he does have good work ethic. It just kind of depends on if he can get back into football shape, and not only football shape, but tight end shape um, coming into this season. Blocking shape. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, that covers Tim Tebow. I think we're all going to agree on this next one, so uh, we can go ahead and give one or two word answers if we want to. Uh, Julio, uh, do you think he'll improve the Titans' offense? The world-class talent, of course, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing about this this section I wanted to throw in. Um, I say during the regular season, I would bet that we'll see at least two flea flickers from the Titans this year. At least two. See it. Oh, and yeah. and speaking of uh, over unders, um, over under on Tim Tebow touchdowns. I'm putting it at two. You going over or under? I'm going under. I'm saying two at most. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm gonna go over. I think you might get three. I'm being bald. Crazy. <laughs> so uh, the next one, uh, will Aaron Rodgers be in a Packers uniform this season? I say yes. I can't see him not. I think he's going to show up at the last second. And... Throw for 48 touchdowns. You know? Yeah, that's something Aaron would With do. a frown on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the best opportunity to trade this guy was moving him to the Niners before the draft. Only had the third overall pick, but I don't see it happening anymore. Yeah, I mean, as much because obviously, I would love to see Aaron somewhere somewhere else. I would because clearly he's unhappy there. Um, but um, I just don't see anyone making the move to trade him. I don't see the Packers trading him. Um, Because I don't think they'd get the value they need in return for Aaron at this point. I don't think there. I don't think there's any chance they trade him. I think it's either he either sits out and just doesn't play. 
Yeah, I just don't see Aaron stars. doing that. And that's that's, that's why I expect him to play this year. <laughs> Maybe if he was a little younger. Yeah. I think he'll I I think by next year he will not be their starting quarterback, however. I think Love will be starting by twenty twenty two. But if he does start sitting out, I think they would absolutely trade him. By week two or three, if he's still sitting out, I think they would absolutely trade him. Maybe. Maybe. Well, but the same what? same kind of situa- situation happened with Le'Veon. True. Yeah, but this is different. This is Aaron Rodgers, baby. <laughs> yeah, but it's a more expensive player. Yeah. Here's the other question, though. If he does sit, can this team win with either Jordan Love or Blake Bortles? Uh, no. Define win. Playoffs. No. Um, in a pretty weak division when you look at it. Yeah. But they're not going to grab a wild card in the conference. But they're not going to grab a wild card coming out of that division. I think the Vikings beat the Packers in that division if Aaron Rodgers sits. Honestly, both of your wild cards might come from the West, too. There's three this year. Oh, there is? Yeah, seven, 14 team playoffs. No, I don't think they would make the playoffs without Rodgers. Defense isn't good enough. They'd need a game manager. I think the only way is to win the North. The Vikings. Yeah. Well, I, I know a smart guy that said the Vikings might be disappointing this year. So, oh, who knows? <laughs> you never know. That never know. <laughs> That's why they're way too early predictions. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so, uh, the last discussion topic for this episode, and I think the most important topic of this episode, what's the worst division in the NFL, and why is it the NFC East? <laughs> Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I expect Philly to be bad. Hurts, (laughs) I like him. He's a hard worker. I think he'll prove a lot of doubters wrong with his personal success, but there's nothing in Philly that gives me any optimism for their season. Giants had one of their better off-seasons they've had in a while, but I don't think it's enough to boost them in the top of the division. I don't... It's not going to be a very entertaining division at all. Cowboys might have an entertaining offense. Washington could have an entertaining defense, but... You know, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not making any plans. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say there. We might have to cut that off. (laughs) But, yeah, I lost my train of thought in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) You're good. You're good. It'll be a fun year in the NFC East, where normally the teams are hovering around around 500 or a couple games under. Yeah. Cowboys will have an efficient offense with a healthy Dak, and I think they'll be a tough opponent. But I think Washington will separate themselves this year. Yeah, uh, they're just... I think it's the best year we've had in a while to watch the worst division in football. Because <laughs> it, like, it just seems like none of the teams can put together a defense and an offense. And, and the Cowboys clearly didn't have any plans about improving their defense because they'd made absolutely no effort to. Uh, well, they got Parsons in the draft, right? Yeah, but they need more secondary help. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like their secondary is so bad, so bad. And Philly um, just doesn't have either. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, I think that if Jordan Love was starting for the. <laughs> I think if Jordan Love was starting for the uh, Redskins, <laughs> I think they could make the playoffs. Jack, uh, you canceled. He said the R word. What? Tech editing is all out. <laughs> he said the R word. Yeah. 
What R word? Redskins. Oh. I think of the football team. <laughs> okay, but here's another argument. If Aaron Rodgers sits out, does the NFC North challenge the NFC East for worst division? Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially this year. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But every and- team in the NFC East, it, so, that's the problem is that, like, Dallas's defense is worse than Minnesota's. I mean, even without Aaron, I think that uh, Green Bay's offense is going to be better than Washington's. I <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I don't know. All up, Darren Rodgers. It's all up, Darren Rodgers, to make sure the <laughs> the NFC North isn't yeah. the worst division in football. <laughs> the NFC East stays the least. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure talking to both of you as always, uh, Trevor and Kerry. Uh, this has been the first episode, the inaugural episode of Barely Football. It's about football, but barely. Um, if you haven't already, follow at Barely Sports on Twitter. And I know you haven't already because I just made it. <laughs> uh, and thanks, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be doing these podcasts. They'll be out Wednesday weekly. Um, unless we decide to take a week off and we should let you guys know the episode before if we decide to take a week off. Um, but uh, expect another episode next week. Um, let us know what you think about our, our, our picks for this uh, for this upcoming season, whether we're really smart or really stupid. And uh, Probably that one. <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Talk to you next week. Finish your drink. <laughs> it's already gone. <laughs>